and I remember um, one of the physician colleagues who I, I still am very good friends with said to me, you know, you can take people that have 20 years of experience that can't critically think. You can take people who have lots and lots of accolades, but the real test of whether or not you're good at what you're doing is, are you calm and cool under pressure? Can you connect with others? That is far more important. So I stopped comparing myself to comparing myself so to the other nurse practitioners that had so much more clinical experience before they had become an MP. I didn't. I did a program where I'd only been a nurse for about three years. Um, and so it was really interesting to me that as soon as I made that switch in my brain, I was like, I am good at this and I'm going to be an incredible NP because I have things that other people don't have. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Cynthia Thurlow is a Western medicine trained nurse practitioner. She's a two-time TEDx speaker with her latest talk, about intermittent fasting going viral. She's an entrepreneur, nutritionist, author, and co-host of Everyday Wellness Podcast. She lives in Washington, D.C. with her husband and her two boys, and of course, their two crazy doodles. She's passionate about intermittent fasting and spreading the word that food is as important if not more important than any other lifestyle choice. She empowers her clients to see the inherent power of food and nutrition as their greatest assets to their health and wellness journeys. She works one-on-one with female clients and also in a group setting through her signature program, Holistic Blueprint. Her niche is female hormonal health and healthy aging. Mother Hustlers, please help me in welcoming the Mother Hustler, mothering the world, this week, intermittent fasting expert, nurse practitioner, two-time TEDx speaker, a good friend of mine and fellow Mother Hustler, Cynthia Thurlow. Welcome back, everybody. This is Kareen Mills, your podcast host, and you are listening to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. 
We are so excited today because we have my good friend, Cynthia, who's going to be here to talk to us about intermittent fasting. Uh-oh. And one of her video, her TEDx talk, yeah. has gone viral. And I can't wait to share it with you on all over social media. Cynthia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for that nice introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. And for you, it's morning. For me, it's afternoon, but I'm glad we were able to coordinate our schedules. I know. It's been like the latest interview that I did, it took us about eight months to actually get to it. So, wow. so you're way ahead of the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, you know, we're mother hustlers and, you know, you put two mother hustlers schedule together and try to coordinate that. It's almost impossible, but we never give up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's really the name of the game that, you know, that tenacity, you know, being a mom, it's, I, I always say I'm a total badass. I can do anything. If I can be a mom, I can be anything. So absolutely. I feel like if you're already a mom, you're already a badass. Yeah. And no, I mean, badass. thinking about all the things you juggle in your day, uh, you know, I have a, a good friend who really wants to be a mom, but hasn't met the right person. And so she was saying to me, because she's in her 40s, she said, I'm not sure I can do this thing. Because she said, mm -hmm. I look at how selfless moms are. And I said, you know, what's crazy is that I'm sure before I had children, I might have had that thought fleetingly. Mm -hmm. But now that I have kids, it's like, it's this beautiful balance. Like once you get your groove on, once you kind of figure out, you know, how to do the diapering, how to do the napping, how to do the breastfeeding, or however you decide to, to feed your children when they're infants, once you get that down and then you kind of, you know, can go to the store and, and do all of those things, then you just have, you're just infinitely confident. It's like, I can do anything. If I can grow a human, feed a human, raise a human, I can do anything. So. Yes. And it definitely starts in like the birthing process because mm -hmm. that's like our scare, you know, first child. Yeah. And, and the birthing process. And even if adopt, you're adopting, mm -hmm. like it's still like giving birth, right? Yeah. It's, it may not be as painful, but the anxiety that you go through, I Absolutely. think it's going to be similar. Yeah. And because you don't know how you're going to, how am I going to go to work with an infant at home? <laughs> yeah. No. I, and I, those are the kinds of things I was saying to someone the other day. Um, you know, obviously I, I went back, I, I, I no longer worked full-time as, as a nurse practitioner, but I went back part-time and I work for a very, very demanding high acuity practice. Uh, I did cardiology for 16 years. And I, remember I went back to work and my options were to pump or to eat. Huh. And so that full first year of my son's life, because I breastfed him for a whole year, um, I walked around this and it disgusts me to even think about this, but I would pump um, like three times during the course of my, my uh, hospital time. And I would eat protein bars because that's all I had time for. I could like pump and eat a protein bar or drink water. Um, and of course, it was easy for me to lose the baby weight because I wasn't eating enough calories. And, and as you know, like breastfeeding, you could eat like a linebacker, you could eat anything. Uh, and I always explain to people, I'm like, looking back retrospectively, I would have advocated for more for myself and said to the male physicians I was working with, this is bullshit. I'm going to take time to eat a proper meal. I'm not going to have a phone, have a pager, be breastfeed, be pumping, try and eat a protein bar and think that I can take care of myself as well as patients. So. Just, it's amazing how that your life kind of comes full circle. You start to realize you're like, I would do things a little differently. But. Yeah, I was just um, thinking back about when I was transitioning into the first mother that I was, first time mom. And we, um, you know, 
circling back into the health and fitness and the um, the lifestyle change mm-hmm. and and the and healthy lifestyle change mm-hmm. and an unhealthy lifestyle change. You talked about the anxiety of how am I going to get it all done if I become a mother? Because I see a lot of mothers that is doing the things that they're doing and they're, I mean, from the outside, we look, we look like we have it all together, mm-hmm. but you know, for a fact that we don't, yeah. but um, for people that don't have kids yet, it, it's, it amazes them. Like my, my sister right now is, is pregnant and due my little oh, sister exciting. and she's due in, let's see, October. And she's, she's always said to me, like, I want to become the mom like you, like you're oh. just so amazing. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Like I don't have it all together, yeah. but yes, thank you. Because it's amazing to watch for them you know, Absolutely. that we can do all the things. But when I started to be a mom, I truly, you know how you said, like, when you get it all in the groove together and you, you figure out the diapers and the scheduling on naps and feeding. But in the beginning, when you don't figure it out, you forget about yourself. And I literally just let go of myself. Yeah. I don't know about you, if you did that for you, but mm-hmm. for me, speaking for myself, I think that's a huge um, I don't know, a huge mistake for most moms to just let go because they're so overwhelmed with the new scheduling and we just forget about ourselves. So I actually was so unhealthy. I was eating wrong. I was, I was switching and I've always been working center. And when we ripped out the entertainment center underneath it, now, Remember, we already had a very nice carpet, like in great shape. When we ripped out this entertainment center, I mean, this is so much fun, but so stupid, right? There was this green shag carpeting underneath it. And this is why I'm telling you, unless you're ready like we weren't ready at all, but we were excited to just like get over this whole old school and no offense to those people that are still in that sort of environment in their house. I'm just telling everybody my experience, right? And how one thing leads to another. And so when we ripped out this whole entertainment center, cause we wanted to like have modernized look in our home there was this green shag carpet and both carpets did not match at all. It was so hideous. So we had to like rip out the entire house's carpet again to match everything. And then we started repainting everything after. And around this time we had, you know, we're having kids we're repainting nurseries, we're making decisions on colors. And I mean, all these things, like I never do things simply. I always do things when it stack up on top of each other, like just get married, uh, pregnant, peeling off a wallpaper, start remodeling. And like, it's been a 10 year journey. So finally, just a fast track is when we sat down with Dale and Dale walked through the house, she noticed that our master bedroom is the one like 
mamas were always on the last of our lists. Remember that, right? And so obviously my master bedroom was the one that had pending work. Everything else in the house was updated, except probably our guest bathroom. But everything else, and it wasn't bad anyways, like our guest bathroom, it was doable. But in in our master bedroom, it was not good. When you're doing these remodeling and you're living in it, you get to a point where you just are exhausted. You're just like, I don't want to do any work anymore. Can we just please stop after? I think we stopped like three or four years ago. Imagine living in in a in a room, in a space where there's pending work and you're just like done. I'm not going to do anything anymore. I've done so much in this whole house we hide everything anyways when people come over, right? That's where you hide things is your bedroom. So we just let it go. And once we finished the work, so we agreed, you know, we signed the agreement, the sales agreement with Dill. Once we finished the work, my husband and I literally had our jaw dropped and said to each other, Why in the hell did we not do this five years ago? Because guys, here's the thing that happened. We hired it out. You know, by this time, we had to rush and get it done faster, sooner than 10 years. (laughs) So we had to hire a contractor to finish whatever was left over. And then we started Again, it's snowballs, right? And then we started saying, "Hey, can you can you go ahead and caulk the holes of, you know, the picture, you know, the pictures that we hang on the wall? It's going to create holes and we wanted to make it look really nice for the next owner and also attract buyers that way and not have a lot of eyesore. So we wanted to minimize as much eyesore as possible because When you have buyers walk through your home and your home is not appealing, they're going to nitpick every little thing and they're going to talk themselves out of it because of those every little thing that they nitpick. Get it? So we hired him to repaint the living room. We hired him to patch holes. We hired him to cock some nails on the trims. We just hired it and it was so much better. So if you're in a position, this is another tip for today to hire, please do. Because not only that it's less stressful, it's only money. You guys, you can go to work for that, live a more quality life. And I'm telling you, there is nothing better than not having to worry about your remodel. So because we did all that, we put our house on April 4th, early spring. Remember, that's another tip here. Early spring is the prime time to put your house on the market. According to my beautiful realtor, mother hustler, Dill Ward, because you don't have a lot of competition because everybody else think early May, first week of May is the best 
Or if you're like me, you thought summertime is prime time, but it really isn't. And when you get to August and you still haven't sold your home, according to Dale, you're going to sit on that home for a long time. Not always, but for the most part, because everybody thinks summertime is the best time, there's going to be a lot more inventories and you're going to have a lot more competition. So we put our house on the market April 4th. We actually identified, I've been eyeing this house for six months and we finally got here. This house was beautiful, right? I thought I was going to get it because it's just been sitting in the market for, I think it was almost six months, no bites. So I'm like, I'm going to manifest this home. And when April 1st comes, I am going to make an offer or we are going to make an offer on this beautiful, newly constructed, secluded home. If there's anything I want to tell you today, life doesn't always work the way you want it to be. And when it does not, that doesn't mean that manifesting doesn't work because manifesting can work later on if you continue to manifest it. Sometimes I say that the source just said not today, but not today doesn't mean never. So if you have dreams and aspirations in this life, do not quit manifesting them because they don't have to happen right away. They can happen in their own time. They have already been created for you if it was indeed for you. And if it was indeed for you, it just depends on the timing of your life. So manifested this thing for like, I don't know, for a very long time. So I was pretty sure I was going to get this house, 2,900 square feet, built in 2017, priced right. I think it was, I think it was only like $550,000 and nobody's making an offer. So April 3rd, Okay. April 3rd, April 4th was when we had already scheduled our home to go out to the world and all of the realtors on rmls.com and everywhere else. April 3rd, we get a phone call from the other realtor that I really wanted a house to buy. I was having lunch with my realtor, Teresa, here in Vancouver, Washington at Beaches Restaurant. And she gets a phone call. She shows me her phone and she says, this is the realtor from the other camp. She walks out the door in the back and speaks to the realtor. And she comes in with a little disappointment on her face saying, they got an offer. We need to work on an offer for you right now so we can be at least right next to the offer and she'll do everything. She even like, I sent her a picture of my family hoping that that was going to work. Right. But for me, like I was forcing it and, you know, I think that the writing was already on the wall. Like I, I wrote a letter to 
like propose to the owner on top of like the legal document to let the owner know why we really want the house and who we are and what, you know, all these reasons to win this bidding war with the other person. We thought it was a hoax because it had been sitting forever and nobody's really like making an offer. And all of a sudden we're making an offer and there's this other offer, only one other offer. And so if you really dissect that situation and you really believe in the flow and you believe that you truly have very little control over everything that happens in life, I was forcing it. I was doing all these things just to get the house. And in the end, I didn't get it. And I was very disappointed because I had already set my mind to this house, creating a visual in my mind. In fact, I drive to the house almost once a week for the last, I don't know, three months before we put our house in the market just to really visualize it like I'm going home to the house. It's really weird, right? <laughs> my friends are like, gosh, that's like stalker status. But it was empty. Nobody was living there. The old owner had already moved out to wherever he went. But I was like forcing to manifest it. And I think mainwashing. Yes. And when you're doing the mindset and reading your books and doing your meditation, that's exactly what you're doing is you're putting in good things and programming your brain in the best possible way. Absolutely. Um, you said you have an 18 and a 14 years old. 15. 15. Yeah, she's 15 now. 15 and almost. She'll be 18 on Saturday. So, guys, she looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Like, hot amazing. <laughs> and she is 18 and a 15-year-old. So, yeah, I could see where your daughter would come from, you know, because I think because you're this, this certain look, she probably wants she probably assumed that you want her to, to right. look that way. And, you know, I think our kids tend to assume our expectation, even though right. we just love on them. And yeah. like you said, we just want them to be healthy, right? Absolutely. So it's impacting them in the best way, but it's also sort of making them assume that that's what you want them to do. Right. So yeah, that's where that conversation is really important on working on that emotional health and reaffirming that, and I'm constantly a mom in progress, right? Like always trying to figure it out like, okay, well, maybe I am, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm rewarding those other things, you know, um, not just health and fitness, but, you know, grades and just being a good person, having a good heart. Like she has such a heart. She's in a unified um, soccer team where they kind of, it's through the Special Olympics and she connects, um, you know, kids in school with kids with um, special needs together wow. and like to see, no, I'm not going to cry, but to see that and to see her heart, like it's unbelievable. And yeah. to really like share like, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing gift that you can give to other people. And it makes me feel proud as a mom to be able to, to experience seeing her heart. Yeah. You just want them to be good humans. Yeah because they are a reflection of us. Absolutely. You know, because they always say everything starts at home. And I think we're so harsh on ourselves too as a parent because, you know, we, 
we see our parent parent and we see the good the bad and the ugly yeah <laughs> and sometimes we try to overcompensate of what they didn't do right <laughs> we want to do everything right but you can never do everything right never you have to be okay with that mm -hmm. you know so um oh that's good that's really good now talking about nutrition because i used to be so harsh on my kids in fact my little is the one compared to two of them the oldest and the youngest the youngest is you know drinking tea he wants a tea party for his birthday things of that nature i'm like okay whatever and it, it's because of what i've been doing and i haven't been always on this health and fitness journey that you know that i just want to maintain you know just lifestyle since my oldest because i gave birth to him i'm like i'm gonna have another one i'm letting it all go <laughs> until the next one yeah. and the last one and so when i finally got the last one i had um changed and i used to smoke too mm -hmm. drink a lot hard liquor um when before becoming a mom and then when i became mom the first time i'm like oh i didn't smoke for nine months so I'm not, I'm not going to go back yeah. and ruin that nine months. So that's when I quit. I, I just quit because I became a mom. That's great. And um, I still drank a lot. And I guess my youngest didn't really, or my oldest didn't see the good habits. As he, he didn't grow up around that. My youngest grew up around, like, I started drinking tea. I didn't even know there's all kinds of tea, you know, and started being very healthy. But with, um, with that, they still like to eat their candy, mm -hmm. right? And hearing your story about your mom being a single mom and just trying to do their, you know, her best to raise you and feed you boxed food and processed, super processed food. Mm -hmm. Do you, as a mom, I'm trying to give them the best quality food I can give them. Mm -hmm. But I finally said, okay, I'm okay with them wanting what they want and be a kid and in, in doing the things that kids do and eat um because when they become adults like you and me we change our lifestyle and you know you consciously do that do you think it's okay to just allow them to be that way or guide them maybe i definitely think that there's some guidance that needs to happen so i mean i've heard and and i used to have this mentality and sometimes i still do to be honest um, you know, if, oh, just let them be kids. And it's like, well, I, I do. I let them run and stuff like that. But to say, okay, we'll just have your diet consist of cookies, candy, and ice cream, it's kind of doing them a disservice because, like, you know, uh, obesity in our children is so massive. And so I try to find that balance of, okay, I want to teach you the tools and I'm going to hopefully, you know, give you healthy meals. And I do notice that they're more aware, like when we go shopping, they'll notice what's in other people's carts. They'll kind of cart check people. I have a big cart check. When I see people and they're like, hey, what you got in your, there, you know, they're more aware. They're like, mom, there's not a vegetable in there, you know, or things like that. So I know that it's something's hitting home. So I think that it's balanced, right? Because especially with my kids being teenagers, I can't monitor what they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. when they're on lunch or if they're out with their friends and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they're going to make those, those choices. I try not to bring unhealthy food into the house. If we're going to go have a treat, we try to go to it because I'm a binge eater. And if it 
is in my house, I will consume it all. I can't just have, oh, I'm just going to have a nibble. I don't know how people can do that because it's crazy. So we go to the treat. We don't bring the treat in the house to us. Or if it is, it's like a single serving. Um, but I think like when people say, oh, just let them be kids and eat whatever they want, it's kind of like, it, and this is an extreme, like, well, would you give your kids cigarettes and say, oh, there's, you know what I mean? I mean, it's yes. not this on the same scope, but it kind of is because I really look at food as um, medicine, right? Um, it's it's nature's medicine. And so if you're going to fill it with, I mean, there's so many things that we still don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think finding that balance, but really trying to instill as much as you can um, of, of health, um, but not having that mentality of, oh, they're just being kids, you know, because that can go down and before you know it. And I, I just wish that when I was younger, I had those tools. So when my kids were younger, it would have been normal. Like I have really healthy, healthy, like crazy healthy friends. I'm balanced. <laughs> but their kids are like, oh, all they eat are fruits and vegetables because that's all they've known, right? So they don't, they don't really know a lot about sugar and the cravings and then having to undo all those things that they've learned. So, it becomes so much work yeah. when you have to undo it. Like, yeah. Like I'm sure when you started your health and fitness, you had to like reprogram so many things. Absolutely. And the work doesn't even like the work just began when you figure it out and you figure out even more things, right. right? And I agree with you about the kids because my kids, it's like education is so key, whether you're a kid, an adult, you know, whatever level you are in your life and journey, education is just so important about nutrition and fitness and health in general because my kids are the same, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, mom, I'm just going to have a cookie. Like they are the ones telling me it. Yeah because I've educated them that, you know, sugar is a culprit. Yeah. Show them pictures online. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what happens if you eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. You know, just showing them instead of telling them, right. I think is so powerful. And then allowing them that little treats, like you said, Absolutely. Yes. and go to the, to except my, I'm having a challenge with my husband. <laughs> He's such a sweet tooth. <laughs> it is really hard when it's you're hard. both not on, on, you know, the same page when it comes to that part. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my husband was health and fitness for what, like four years before I jumped on the bandwagon. So I feel bad for him now because he's like, what can I do? But honestly, I don't think that there's, uh, and I've had a, a lot of ladies in our, in our accountability groups are like, you know, my, my spouse is either isn't supportive or, you know, he's bringing in all the goodies and, I'm like, you can't, you can't force somebody to do it. You just have to lead by example, kind of like you do, you know, with your children, you're like, you know, here's, here's what I'm doing in lovingly love them where they're at. And then slowly, you never know. Like we have some, some ladies that are like, oh my gosh, my husband's going to join us in our next group. It's going to be amazing. And it's by them leading from the front lines. So they're all coaches within their home, which is it's so really, true. Yeah, really, really exciting. It's so true. So tell me. Because I know every lady in your team, which is probably a lot, have very different stories. But I've tried everything, and I thought I just don't have any more anything I can do. And my daughter came to me, and she was so sad. Her face was so just like she was so sick. Her whole body was so sick, and she was just looking not good. And she was kind of depressed at the moment, just tired, sick, and tired of it. Right. And she told me, mom, 
I don't want to live like this anymore. And mm. it just hit me so hard in my heart. That was that's the moment that I really had to forget. I really remember when we were standing, how it was like where, where, where we were, right? And I just like didn't know what even to say to her. Just straight on top of my mind was one thing. And I remember she was still small, so I would just knee down. So just kind of level her eyes. And I told her, Maya, I promise you, no matter what, I'm just not going to ever stop until I will find a way to help you. Mm. And five months later, I've done it. And then we sat again together. And I told her, remember my promise? And we cried so much. It was like so emotional and i said and she said to me she kind of like mom i know you always keep your promises so what i can say to my kids that no matter what happens i always be there for them and i will always do anything that it takes to to help them to just support them so i know that they know Wow. You, make, you make mothers cry. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know, it's, it's, um, you made the decision. And I think a lot of people, when they're in that frust frustrated moment in their life, they lose focus, right? Until something so profound, like your kid tell you something. Because um, it's hard. It's very hard. It's it's a hard. I, I was I was this close to take steroids for Maya. I was this close. It was like, like I don't know if I if within two to three days if I haven't found something, I would just uh, go to the doctor office because she was so skinny, losing weight. She was just not looking good. She was mm. so sick, and mm. I just before I did that, I just told my husband like, just leave me alone. I wanna just dig everything again, like all over everything. Like I just mm. kind of sort of like cleared my table and I just started to search through all the things that maybe I missed something, right? Wow. And then I came across that video that night. Wow. Like this is like, and yeah. You didn't give up? I you didn't know, give our, up. Our, our kids has their way of, of slapping us without slapping us in the face <laughs> in a very most unique, um, convincing way. But you made the decision, and I think moms need to listen to this. Once you make a decision, the path will be paved for the better. Somehow, yes. And I, Somehow. I said, I, was, I got so angry. I was just like, so I'm going to do this. I knew this. I just knew it the deep down. Because yeah. I haven't given up for several years. So why am I going to give up now? Like, maybe I'm just right there around the corner right yeah and um that uh, that and it actually applies to a lot of things in our life. yeah and it happened and, and it, it happened happen. to you so so that was my second to the last question and you almost already defined my <laughs> next question is what is your definition of a mother hustler oh, by telling your well, story you almost pretty much i think that defined it but i want to hear it from you is to find a balance and i think i sometimes don't have that balance yet i'm mm -hmm. still looking for it but to the moment that i feel really like happy and aligned with things to find a balance and also actually probably because I've, i'm looking for it 
to actually find yourself okay in that whole chaos <laughs> and just to survive that mm -hmm. and still have a good laugh at the end of the day and make it work and uh, keep everybody sane because I'm kind of the captain of the ship who is the only one who uh, keeps uh, sanity and sometimes <laughs> the craziness of the kids my husband gets a little bit frustrated because it's just too much mm -hmm. I'm the one that some you know like I, I, I get involved in sometimes in our like little fights or something but then at the end of the day I'm the one who just kind of brings everything centered and yep. I think this is uh, the this is probably one of my biggest uh, things to to do as mom as an entrepreneur to just like yeah focused and the thing about that balance is it's never going to be balanced so I've, that's a bad news for you the good news is if you embrace the imbalance in your life and if you embrace and accept it's all about acceptance right um, and just say yes. you know I just need to know which one of what so when you're in when you're imbalanced it's either this or that or this or that you just gotta find okay do i want more of this and then less of this or more of this and then less of that because it'll never be perfectly leveled it'll be aligned but not leveled um that's so cool i love i love your story and i think you need to be on podcast a lot we're going to have to call on Lewis to put you on podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have follow Candice Kumai. She has a podcast, but her podcast is very different. She does it on her own. She's all about the healthy living too. But I just want to say thank you for gracing me with your time today. And it's, it's super thank amazing so to build a relationship with somebody all the way across the globe in Poland. One day I'll come to hang out with you wherever you are, Thailand, Poland, Central America. We'll we'll get to see each other one day. Maybe we'll yes, go to we'll definitely. go to a summit one day and see each other. But I love this friendship that that's being built around the whole premise of just changing the world. And we're definitely um, changing the world together, being on this podcast and combining superpowers. And this this is this is it. This is what I love about my podcast because we're validating, I'm validating you, you're validating me, just being here with you talking back and forth. Um, and imagine how many other moms we can validate with all the trenches that they're going through and the challenges that they're going through, that it's okay. You'll get through it. And then we'll get through it. together we will. <laughs> and then the other piece of my mission is to inspire moms that are afraid because you and I have been there. We've been afraid to make a move, to change, to, to be able to accept that I, this little, little I right here or little you right there could change the world. It's hard to say that we can, but once you say it and, and get into massive action, we truly can. And that's the other piece of the mission is to inspire other moms that even in the chaos, you can change the world. Um, and the vision is to mother the world, just one mother hustler at a time. And, you know, there's so that vision. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's, it's happening amazing. too, as we speak, yes. right? As exactly. people listen. So thank you so much thank for you. all of your time and all of your, you know, emo I know I, I went through the emotions with you and I love, I love it. It just fulfills my soul when, when I hear stories like this. So Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an awesome job. Again, thank you so much. 
and you also you keep your podcast on because you are allowing the world to to listen to our stories and i'm really grateful for this and thank you so much for uh having me on your podcast you are so welcome even with all the background noise that's the mother's that's, life we have dogs life. barking <laughs> kids crying <laughs> airplanes flying over the the head Everything. but hey we make it work have an awesome day work. have too, uh Kari. have a good time with your family and thanks again and i'll see you around on on instagram yes i'll see you too and and all the listeners thank you so much and goodbye bye All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.